Season five, is it now? Oh, fuck, I don't even know. <laughs> I'm the one that's stu- like does this. Anyone? Tell me. Let me just check. Um, <laughs> season five hundred forty-three. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have been... of season five hundred forty-three. Pretty much, this is like our one-year anniversary. Technically, we're a week over, but we've oh. been going for a year. Oh. I think happy anniversary to us. Yay! Happy birthday. And we're still going, and we're still going to go on and on until we all die. Yay! <laughs> Yay. I'm going to hold you to that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Whichever one of us dies first, uh, we should have a special where the other two conduct a seance as our episode <laughs> to contact the other one. I'll do that then. Cool. Yay! That sounds fun. <laughs> like that you're assuming you'll live the longest, let's <laughs> Uh, okay, I'll do that. Yeah, we're on season five. I just checked. So this is episode two of season five. And we're going to be talking about dreams. Dreaming. Dreams can come true. I don't know the rest of that. Look at me. I'm dressed as a shoe. You know you got to have it. You know you got to be strong. Whatever dream songs are there. Uh, Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream. Bum, 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 bum. Open the cutest <laughs> that I've ever seen. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Is there a song that just like goes these dreams, 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 or is that just in my head? Uh, I don't know. Dream Lover, or is that an Aerosmith song, or am I getting that wrong? Oh fuck! Are you I don't know. Mariah Carey, Mariah Carey song. Uh, dream, dream, fantasy, baby. I don't think that's right. Sweet, sweet fantasy, baby. Yeah, that's right. I'm just like, making one. Because dream lover come rescue me. Okay. That one. <laughs> I don't, I'm not a big fan of Mariah Carey, so. But, oh, I love her because she is insane. <laughs> I do quite like her. Um, I've actually realised the other day my like favourite pastime is actually sleeping and dreaming. Because when I wake up, I'm like, no, I want to go back to sleep because I want to finish that dream because it's so much more exciting than my real Yeah, I think that's why I tend to sleep in quite late because my dreams are so weird and vivid, like mm-hmm. the one I described to you in the WhatsApp groups. <laughs> Like, but then I realised it is a dream, and then like part of me, what I was describing earlier, when apparently we were going back to uni for some reason, which is a common recurrence for my dreams. I tend to go back to school or back to an old job. We were going to go back to uni together, and then we were going to be living together in some student digs that Mark found. And then I realised, but I've got a mortgage and a house. Why the fuck would I want to stay with such people when I've got a boyfriend and a house that I own? Like, life fuck off. Because life was simpler back then, that's why. Yeah, well, and then I started panicking, going, well, what am I going to study? And Mark's got these digs now, so what am I going to do? <laughs> so 
So it was like reality bleeding into the dream world there. Oh. Yeah. I, I was originally, what I was originally going to talk about was all like the meanings of dreams and stuff like that. But then I actually found that boring because I genuinely think that dreams are just whatever you're like worried it's, about, whatever you're thinking about. Yeah, I mean, someone described it as like your di- your a digestive system for your yeah. brain. Yeah, I would yeah. go for that. Mm. So some people are like, oh, if you dream about this, it means that. And if you dream about that, I was like, no, it's just literally your brain just trying to process everything. I, I like, did. I found a quote that was like, G Zhang that said, uh, Who's G Zhang? Is he like G-Zang. the rapper? Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> he's a rapper G-Zang. and he's Jesus. Um, and also a psychologist, he's multi-talented. Uh, he said that uh, he believes that dreams are just the byproduct of like the memory form of encoding. Basically, like mm-hmm. yeah, not that there's like you say, yeah, like there's not a mystical meaning behind them. It's just your brain <coughs> taking every single thing that it's like picked up on every like sight, sound, touch, whatever for the whole day, and then <laughs> codes it into your memory. So if it, you happen to fall asleep while it's doing that, then it's just basically you, well, just that is like a byproduct of it all being encoded. <coughs> so it could be stuff that you've seen that you're not even aware that you've seen as well. It's well, they just... say that you're dreaming constantly. The only time you're aware of it is when you're in the REM stage, the rapid eye movement stage of your, your dream, where that's where you start to actually, and it happens towards more towards when you're waking up because you're that's why you're more aware. Your brain's sort of starting to wake up and yeah. starting to process things, and that's why you can actually see the image that you're dreaming like the, huh? the computer doing things in the background you're aware of it yeah, yeah that makes like sense Rob, uh, Morin who obviously I messaged you guys about and I'll come back to and talk about later but like he said which like I said what both of you were saying there that what was it dreams are the most important part of what every human does because they come from the subconscious mind and the majority of what we experience so like what you said jazz like pretty much everything we experience is subconscious because we only focus on like one sense at a time but obviously yeah got more than one sense so the majority of what we're actually processing is unconscious and then like as you said leslie was like well you only actually access your dream when you're in that rem state but actually you're constantly yeah processing all of that information so we're mm. basically if that makes sense yeah we're like dreaming yeah. constantly but we only notice it sometimes um may yeah. i point out that animals also dream um oh. but they don't know whether insects do <laughs> I feel like I almost don't care if insects are dreaming or not. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I it's not going to very long. <laughs> oh, like, yes, so nice. it's dreaming. Like, I want to know what they're dreaming about. The insects. They'd be like, oh my God, like, what does the queen bee want today? Right, so we'll get more honey. Oh God, I've, I always, got, like, I've not got enough screw, honey like, for the queen. Yeah. If, like, the screw, like, if they're just concentrating on the one thing they're concentrating on, but they're still picking up and everything else, maybe their dreams are like crazy interesting because <laughs> they're missing so much stuff. Maybe their dreams are more complex than ours. Maybe. I want to access a beetle dream and see what they're dreaming about. <laughs> beetle dreams? <laughs> like jobby beetles, the ones that like the dung beetles. Yeah, they're jobby beetles. <laughs> 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 Those who don't know what a jobby is, it, it's a Scottish term for shite or, you know, poo. For a wee poo. Fecal matter. For a wee poo. Large yeah. poos. <laughs> they cannot when be jobby. A jobby? Oh my god, I did a, a massive jobby the other day. <laughs> I don't that care how old I get, I'm never going to not find the word jobby hilarious. My dad always said jobby and I just thought, what are you talking about when I was reading? I was like, jobby. <laughs> jobby. Jobbies is the best game as well. 
it's a jobbies the game. There's you a know, when you just game. say jobbies and everyone has to say it slightly louder each time. Oh, like, oh yeah, okay. But remember Big Fat Cheeks? <laughs> how fucking weird. Remember that guy Big Fat Cheeks who was like my imaginary kind of scary boogeyman? Yes. His, his henchmen were jobbies. Literally, that's what I called them. Yeah. Actual jobbies. Yeah, they looked like Mr. Hankey from South Park. Mr. Hankey. Christmas. Only they were evil. That's taking a surreal turn. Like a dream. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> I mean, when we're talking about animals and you've got like a sort of animal creature yeah, dream this is thing. like the cutest thing ever. Like, I, I kind of wish it was real. Well, I hope it's real. I don't know if it's real, but it's... um. It's a Japanese or Chinese myth called the Baku. And some things say that this might have actually originally been a real creature like a long time ago, and but it's now extinct. Or some people just think it's just completely mythical. And there's also a bit, uh, sorry, there's also a bit of a toss up between if it's originally Chinese or Japanese. But basically, both these cultures seem to have really similar um, ideas of this animal called the Baku, mm-hmm. and it's it's a, a dream eater. And basically, like it looks like this weird creature that's kind of a bit tiger a bit elephant a bit like all these different things all put together and they basically say that when god was finished making all the animals in the world he just took all the bits that were left over and just put them all together to make this weird little creature and i just think that's like the cutest thing ever but i also feel like that could kind of be real because like see when you look at animals in australia they genuinely look like random bits of animals put together agreed so this could easily have been some because i mean when you see pictures of it it doesn't look that drastically ridiculous so in china it just started as this kind of mythical creature but then over the centuries it developed into this mythical thing that comes to like eat your dreams and um Sorry, I've actually found the bit that I was trying. It's got an elephant's trunk, rhinoceros's eyes, an ox's tail, and a tight paws. I don't know what? if I can imagine what that looks like. It looks quite cute. I'll try and draw it. Yeah, yeah. So basically, it's 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 a good creature, and it's associated with like good luck and good health. Right. When you said it eats your dreams, that sounds really scary. Yeah, and I thought it was like evil when you told us what you were doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want anything eating my dreams, thanks. I it's like my dreams. good, but it's got a wee bit of a weird twist to it. So, but I kind of find this creepy, but I kind of find it cute. So basically, you see when little kids have bad dreams when they're little, or like even as an adult, and you wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, oh my god, and you're like proper freaked out. Yeah. That's when you can call upon the Baku to come help you. Oh, so you so like yeah. hates your nightmares. Yeah, he hates your nightmares. So you'll call on him, and 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 it's more of a Japanese thing now, more than Chinese thing, where you can go, oh, back, oh, back, oh, back, oh, like three times, or you can say, back, oh, come eat my dreams, or back, oh, I give these dreams to you. So you kind of like summon the baku. But the part that you need to be careful is that you shouldn't do it too much and you shouldn't call it too much yeah because it's kind of um, sick of your shit like oh not again that's we Cyrus house about a million times now I've got other places to go but it's more if you get like a really hungry one come in then it, it might not be full of that bad dream so it could actually take the rest of your dreams and like all your good ones and leave you as this sort of empty person with no hopes and dreams anymore which I think is really sad as well. So it's like, even though it's a good creature, if you get like a really hungry one, then that's not yeah, great. Yeah, greedy bastard. Yeah. Can't help itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why they're like, if you're going to use this, like use it with caution. Because How do you know? You wouldn't know whether it was hungry or not. I don't But I guess you'd have to make sure that it's like, like a really, really big bad dream, not just like a wee bad dream. Like just. Oh, right. 
so you're not yeah there's in some sort of jar and keep them to one side so that if you have one and a really hungry one shows up you can give it extra nightmares i don't think it's show oh like like a crossover yeah i was gonna say it's like a crossover (laughs) the bfg he's got jars you love that i love bfg so much like just I wish you were. I was in London visiting you and there was all these dream jars that you had to yeah. go and find and you're I was like to visit Chase and Pokemon and you're like, I need to find the dream jar. <laughs> there was fifty four jars, all the yeah. ones and then like the art school made them and they were absolutely beautiful. They were just oh. gorgeous. But you know there's like the scary dream in it, like the pure or the bad yeah. ones. Like maybe if you kept one of them and then you could feed it to the back. But then yeah. I'd feel bad because does it then give the Baku bad dreams? No, I don't think it will. I think the Baku just eats it like a nice olive. Oh. Yeah, I'd be like if uh, someone gave me a peanut-based snack and I couldn't eat it because it'd all swell up and die. So I didn't <laughs> eat if I eat it, I'll be all right. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I'm saying it's more associated with, like, good things. So there's a lot of actual temples. Like, you've probably seen images of the back and not even realised. There's a lot of the temples, you know, up in the corners, they've got almost, like, little weird-looking gargoyle tigery tigery-looking okay. things that aren't really a proper animal. That That's what they are, because they're associated with good luck and keeping people safe. No. Is it like having a, well, no, like a, dream, a dream catcher in your bedroom? Kind of, I guess, yeah. So the, there's apparently the sell little talismans so you could have one in your room they sell like hard pillows that are in the shape of this animal as well so again it's sort of meant to protect you and i think nowadays as well some people have like a little talisman of it that they get buried with as well to keep them safe i keep Uh, thinking of my my zayaki films you know like totoro and and ponyo (laughs) why not have one with baku in it so cute there's also a a pokemon that i'm associated on that it's actually called dozy (laughs) so (laughs) it looks it kind of looks like this creature as well, so you can see they've kind of stolen it, stolen it, stolen it, stolen it from there. I can't um, what Dozy looks like, so I'm going to Google him just now while you explain He looks it. like a weird kind of anteater, a little bit. Oh, wait, yeah, no, I do know who you mean. I've never yeah. heard of Dozy. I know there's Jigglypuff he sends you to sleep, cause he, or it sings to you. Oh, Jigglypuff's creepy. Yeah. No, Mr. Mime's creepy. Oh, it's called Drowsy, not Dozy, sorry. Oh, okay. Totally <laughs> not a massive Pokemon fan, but Drowsy, he looks... <laughs> same thing. I've never caught one anyway. That's, I'm talking yeah. about Pokemon Go. I don't actually go around trying to find real Pokemon. Fuck's sake. Ah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least I don't have a dwarf collection. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> I never did. I'm like, I'm treats. You kiss them goodnight before you Oh, my goodness. That was um, so but yeah, that's that's the Baku. I think it's really cool and like really cute. Aww. Like have yeah, you... it could have been a real animal at some point a long, long time ago. You never know. Yeah, I don't see why not. And I like it. It sounds cute. Yeah. Would the Baku beat Freddy Krueger in a fight? Oh, mm, yeah, because he's bad dreams. <laughs> no matter how bad your dream is, he still could be able to eat it, right? I want a like Freddy versus Jason type film, but Baku versus Freddy. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome, like Mortal Kombat or something, have that. (laughs) (laughs) Special um, guest character, fighter. The Baku. Crossover. Sounds badass, badass Baku. No, I was imagining that, like, an actual computer game, like, Street for Mortal Kombat, and he comes in and he's just like, ready, fight. Well, he's kind of like, what is it? He's got tiger paws. Shao Lang, or I don't know, the the, the top baddie in Mortal Kombat, and he steals people's souls and puts them in himself. Or maybe it's like a bit like, I don't know if you're a Nintendo fan, what's the name of that pink blob that sucks people? Oh, Kirby. Kirby? 
Maybe it's like Kirby. It's, it sucks in the night, the nightmares and the dreams. Ooh. And then spits them, well, Kirby spits them back out. Like, what he basically oh. retains whatever power. That could be his power then in, like, Mortal Kombat. They just yeah. steal energy out of you and then spits it Yeah, back he's in, like, an energy and then he spits the energy back out, like a Kadoken. Kadoken or something. <laughs> no, it's Street Fighter. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh, that's like a terrible thing to say. But yeah. Um, Have you heard of the Guatemalan worry dolls? Yeah, I've got some. Oh, I've got some as well somewhere, but I actually don't know where they are, so that's pretty bad. They're like tiny, <laughs> like toty little dolls. Yeah, they're usually like, like little wire dolls and they're wrapped with like colourful thread and they look like mm-hmm. tiny little people. And it's for children most of the time. And it's like, if you're worried, you tell them all your worries and anxieties before you go to sleep. And you put them under your pillow and then the dolls just deal with your shit for you. Mm. And then you wake up with I've seen them, but I didn't. I'm sure I don't know what you're meant to do with them. You must. I mean, I must. Have, I'm always anxious. I mean, I've, there's been periods where I've just been a big ball of anxiety all the time and worry. I am a literal worry doll. So, <laughs> someone I think bought me some little worry dolls to try and help me, but I don't know whether I ever used them. But I can't. They're somewhere. I hope I've lost them. I don't know where they are. That's like a really cute little gift, actually. Yeah, it was nice. Better than receiving a voodoo doll with pins. <laughs> I have uh, worry dolls and I have, well, I mean, not really voodoo dolls as you, abuse, as you have explained before on here, Leslie. They're like poppets. Yeah. I think I've got, I've got two poppets. Have you? I don't know who got me my worry dolls. My mum got me one of my poppets. Your mum got you a poppet? A yeah. Poppet? A blank one? So you can yeah, make it. Have you ever considered using it? Uh, no, I just like keep it on my like nightstand. Just, just in case, just in case. <laughs> yeah. I think it guards the worry dolls. It like I've got a tiny chest of drawers on top of my chest of drawers, like a tiny uh-huh. one, and it like sits up against it, and then inside the tiny chest of drawers is the worry dolls. Oh, so it's protecting the worry dolls. Yes, oh, I like that. That's quite cute. They protect me when I sleep, and the puppet protects them when they sleep. Oh. That's proper cute. Yes. Plus they all come alive and kill you while you're asleep. You're sleeping. <laughs> they're so tiny though. How would they kill you? That's even worse. Like in Gulliver's Travels, and they're all like tiny, and he's huge. Oh, actually, yeah, that's creepy. Just take the shit out of me, like little tiny. I never liked the part in Gulliver's Travels where you see him and he, they've tied his hair down, like individual yeah. strands. Yeah. Mm. That's the ground. It's fucked it's up. Terrific. Like they're smaller than borrowers. There's just these tiny little ant people, and no, sorry, I don't mean to freak you out. No, no. And it's like, like they could crawl inside your eyeballs, and oh my god! I mean, that's what people said about Ant Man. Like, and like, going back to Marvel, that <laughs> why didn't Ant Man just shrink really small, go up Panos's arse, and then go big and explode them from the inside? Explode <laughs> from the inside? That's brilliant. Yeah. Problem solved. Oh my god! He really should have done that. But I guess he just didn't want to go up his arse. Yeah. We didn't have to go up his arse. He could go in his mouth or in his nose. maybe in his pores. Yeah, he could go anywhere. Up his nose. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mark, what dream-related stuff have you got to talk about? I looked at, so the, the quote that I said earlier about um, dreams being the process and part of all your senses was from a, a psychologist called Rock Morin, um, who's got a really cool name. <laughs> Weirdly, that didn't really occur to me until I read it out loud, even though his name is Rock. Well, R-O-C-K or R-O-K. And then M-O-R-M-O-R. M-O-R-E-U-M-M-O-R-I-N. Okay, you've lost me now. I'll try that again. Rock, R-O-C, 
Morin, M-O-R-I-N. Okay. <laughs> None of the made-up letters that I created there. So I started looking at him when I found that quote because I thought it was quite interesting. And he runs this thing called the World Dream Atlas that you can... Basically, if you Google World Dream Atlas, he like keeps a record of like people he meets in all his travels dreams. So I thought that was quite interesting. I was just kind of having a general nosy through them. But part of what he does through the World Dream Atlas is he like documents what people dream about. And because of that, there's an article that you can read up on it called What People Dream About on the Atlantic, um, which he's written. Uh, But what he looks at is like, what do people all over the world dream about? What do people only dream about in certain continents? What is like specific dreaming to some specific continent? countries huh. okay. i just wonder what blind people dream about Ooh, i mean That's... i didn't look into that but now i kind of wish i checked that too because that is interesting do they see do they see images in their dreams or is it just colors or mm, interesting or they... i mean people who are born blind yeah if they didn't used to be blind they probably have normal dreams but if they were but born someone, with... someone's also said like what do blind people see if they're on acid as well because <gasps> what's it like to be tripping balls when you're blind did you see pretty colors maybe. maybe they could hear things i don't know someone's tell us that, that'd be really interesting how yeah. about i blind myself and try it out <laughs> <laughs> i don't think you should do that leslie Rock didn't look at what blind people dream about, but he did look at what... I mean, I basically just kind of I read through all the stuff that he's got, and then I've just written random stuff down that I thought was interesting. Like, for example, that every country in the world has dreams about flying in their top ten, and he mm. said one of the most common dreams, obviously because it's in the top ten of every country, is one of the most common dreams that people have in every country. But I thought that was quite interesting, because I've never had a dream that I could fly. You've and never? I have yeah. several times. No. Yeah. I've had lucid dreams where I know I'm dreaming, and then the first thing you do of course is I'm going to fly and it's fucking brilliant you actually just fly about everywhere and you're aware of it maybe it's because I wouldn't like to be able to fly (laughs) Mark you're missing out it's the best dream ever flying about oh actually really just the thought of it makes you feel quite anxious like Mm -hmm. I don't like that idea do you think that's you flying or coming out of your body like while you're asleep no I wasn't (laughs) aware that I was outside of my body I knew I was inside a dream because I've got a friend who said that she's actually done like left her body mm. and she knows it's going to happen because you feel like your whole body vibrate and you feel like static yeah. and then she said she literally could see herself sleeping she was looking down on herself and she was looking around her room and everything was exactly as it is whereas That's in a dream it would be all weird and she said that she got as far as her bedroom door but then felt really weird and then woke up and i said to her why don't the next time that happens try and go beyond the door and see what happens yeah that's so freaky that'd be so cool i actually didn't like it though mm. i'd love to be able to do it i'd like to be able to astral project but like if i could walk around outside my body i don't know why i just really don't like the idea of flying it makes me feel sick everyone's got their phobias don't they but it's yeah. weird how your your brain kind of knows that and doesn't let you do it it's weird that i didn't realize it was something because we can't fly so it's a weird thing to have a phobia to but i didn't really realize it until now that we're talking about it i'm like no, i would hate yeah. that yeah. No. i just tried to ask because those are questions to you guys what else did he find out he said that one of the other most common dreams that people have all over the world uh, is the dream of a comfort and light uh, so if you're feeling really sad depressed lost or lonely people will quite often dream of a comfort and light and then it'll have a positive impact on them and they'll wake up feeling better never had that said, <laughs> I really like the way you said that. Comfort in life is light is varies from person to person. So it was mm-hmm. not the, so like people will say he said quite often in Mexico, people will say, Oh, I dreamt of an angel engulfed in light or in Iceland people will say I dreamed of an elf engulfed in light. <laughs> Italy people will say like the spirit of Jesus came to me in the form of light. He so said nice. we in the UK 
are more likely to say that like a light came to us but we knew it was like a, a dead family member so we're like oh my god no 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 i've never had any of those kind of dreams does that make okay. me weird <laughs> i just haven't well no because he's not he's not saying that a hundred percent of people oh, have a lot of people saying. do yeah okay yeah is it maybe people that believe in stuff like that so that is again it's yeah, still maybe. some because dreaming about an angel or someone to take mm. someone away then it's that's probably a common well i think what i thought was interesting maybe. is that he's not really even saying that they're actually dreaming of angels he's saying that what they're describing is this light that makes them calm but then yeah everybody like you say just kind of superimposes whatever they believe in on top of it okay so he said as well, like people in Tibet quite often will have again exactly the same dream, but they'll be like, oh, I had a dream where I could see Nibbana, like I could see the light of like peace beyond. And it's like, but all of them are really just dreams about a floating light and you feel panicky when you go to sleep and you wake up calm. Hmm. I-, I feel like I've, I'm missing out now because I've never had that dream and I feel sad now that I don't Aww. have those dreams. Oh, well, we all don't have some types of dreams, I guess. Okay, whatever. Is there, can I guess one? Is there a dream where you're, like, your classic anxiety dream, where you're back in school, like I have, or you're disappoint someone? Like, they are in the, so they're in sort of the top 100 dreams, maybe, right. uh, battle and right. disappointing someone, but they're not in the UK top 10, or oh. the worldwide. I've got do, the worldwide do, 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 do. <laughs> Do, 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 UK top 10 dreams. <laughs> Will I go into the UK top 10 dreams? Yes, that's why I've done that. Okay, so uh, he said, in order, the most common dreams that people in the UK have at number 10. Oh, no, it was pretty interesting. We could also play Have We Dreamed This or Not. Uh, he said the 10th most common dream in the UK, and this is backed up by a couple of different studies on dreams, is demons. No. Oh. no I've never dreamt about a demon. No, never have I. But have you dreamt about like a scary monster? Nope. Uh, yes, yeah, a very like specific like a scary monster. I think I've maybe told both of you this part. I've definitely told you this, Leslie, that when I was younger, I used to have a recurring dream that a uh, beast man from the mask. <laughs> <laughs> was trying to kill me. But I don't know if that counts as a demon because it wasn't like uh, yeah, an unknown monstrous entity. It was specifically Beastman. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at your childhood dream about Beastman of all people. It wasn't even childhood. That's what I'm thinking. I told you it carried on until we were in second. From <laughs> when I was really weak, it was my most common like nightmare. I used to have it all the time. You know all the same. I was in. This makes no sense because I've never even been there. I was in the Black Forest in Germany. Oh yeah. All, yeah. I would be with different people, but I'd always be on holiday in the Black Forest in Germany, and it'd be perfectly nice, and we'd just be like doing stuff out in the woods. And then all of a sudden, I'd suddenly like the thought would occur to me, but I'd be like, "Oh, this is where Beastman gets me." And then I'd know Beastman was coming, so I'd start running, and he would just be getting closer and closer and closer. Oh my god, that's definitely like a demony type. The sad backstory of Beastman is no, yeah, he's got a sad backstory. So he was a human, and him and his sister somehow managed to end up in Eternia. I don't know why. Maybe they got lost on a space trip or something like that, and they somehow ended up in Eternia, and they got split up. So his sister ended up marrying Adam's dad, became Queen of Eternia or whatever. And then her brother got captured by Skeletor and he turned him into Beastman. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> that's brilliant. So I mean, maybe he's coming to you for help. It's not really an excuse for him to ruin my holiday. <laughs> um, okay, <laughs> and at number nine. nine. Uh, so in at number nine is the ninth most common thing people in the UK dream about is being cheated on. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's, that, that's totally me, yeah. very common. Yeah. yeah, I've had that dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Then you wake up angry with the person who... Yeah. 
you're like, I didn't do that. And you're like, you fucking cheated on me. Um, no, I didn't. And you're dreaming my dreams. Eighth most common uh, dream in the UK is hanging out with a celebrity. Oh, I've had those of them. My favourite one was the David Bowie one. Oh my God, that was amazing. I crashed in the desert somewhere. I do that a lot. I dream about crashing in planes. But this time I was wandering around in the desert and then I came across a house and it turns out it was David Bowie's house. And he said, oh, come on in, have some water. And his wife, a man, was raging because he was flirting with me in that. <laughs> So she told me to leave. Water or... No, just the fact she didn't like that I was there and that he was being really nice to me and stuff. So she told me to leave. Oh my god. Yeah. To leave. Yeah. <laughs> there must okay. be a falling one. Like that must be popular. Oh yeah. Oh, we're, we're not there yet, yeah. Well, okay. Right there. Number okay. So eight. number seven we've already covered is flying, which again okay. I've never had. Number six is being late, which oh I'm all the time. Had. Yeah. Have you ever had a, a dream where you're late for work and then you think you're genuinely late for work and then you wake up and it's such a relief? <laughs> no, I always have a dream that I'm. I, all the time, Leslie, I have a dream that I'm with you oh. and we're late for the written paper of the higher art exam. Oh, God. All the time. I've I, had I, that I, dream I as well. At least once a month. I'm not even kidding. I've had that dream where I've had to do like an art exam and you're there. So we've had a shared dream. Probably That's not weird. all the time, but that must mean something. Witchy madness. It means witchy mm. madness. <laughs> I blame you for that. You've projected that into my mind somehow. We're psychically connected. <laughs> we're only just talking about it now. So we <laughs> into my mind. <laughs> Where are we now, number five? Uh, number five is people, apparently the fifth most common dream is people just dream that they're at work going through their normal work day. Yeah, that's my most common dream. Um had that but it was not my current job it was my old job when I was in Morrison's in the daily and I was genuinely confused in my dream but why am I back here okay I may as well go on with it all of my dreams are deranged surrealist madness so I thought that was a really weird one because I was like I've never dreamt that I'm having a normal work day I have dreamt things like I'm at work and it's a normal work day but like all of the kids that I'm teaching are on a floating platform and I'm on some sort of weird rickety open plan house leaning over a cliff. But I'm continuing with my normal work day. But I've never actually had a dream where I'm just in work and it seems real. But the thing is, in your dream, that might seem weird after you wake up. But when you're actually dreaming, that's like the normal thing. Oh yeah, at the time when I'm dreaming it, I'm like, typically at work, like... Yeah. You're trying to teach them about the Prophet Muhammad, but they're floating off into space <laughs> every time. Oh, that, that's my most common dream, is they usually start at work. Even if it goes off to something else happens, they're usually at work with people that I work with. Oh, but no. some, sometimes it is that weird things happen. Other times I'm literally trying to do something that I couldn't figure out while I was at work. And then I wake up exhausted because I feel like I've actually been working all night. Oh, that's horrendous. Yeah, because I'll go to sleep worrying about work and then I'll dream about work the whole night and then I'll wake up like I've been at work and it's just fucking I think maybe you're working too much. Yeah, (laughs) that's what your brain's trying to tell you. That's all it can process. Dream translation dictionary for that one. Mm. Yeah, that one's pretty obvious, but I, I, I fucking hate it. And at number four. And at number four, so I'm assuming that, well, we should, statistically speaking, probably hit on all four of the top four. So in at number four is that your teeth are crumbling. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, I've had that all the time. I've had that a few times. 
Everything nasty. stressed out, crumbly yeah. teeth. And at number three is a dream that you are being chased by someone or something, yeah. such as being yeah. Yeah. No, I've never uh, had that. I've had that a lot. Really? Never I don't have nightmares. Face. No, I've never had, had a chase dream. I don't have nightmares. Not very, very seldom do I ever, ever have nightmares. I did have nightmares all the time when I was a child, which is more common, but I don't have nightmares now, no. Or even dreams that are just stressing me out, so it's not that they're scary. They're just... Sometimes, like, when I'm back at school and everyone hates me again. Oh. That's pretty bad, including like sometimes you. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, You're no. a bitch, yes. <laughs> My other most common nightmare when I was younger, it didn't carry on as long as the Beastman one, and I think I've told you guys this before as well, was that I used to have a dream that like it was like one of the wheelies from Return to Oz, but oh, they're horrible. Oh, they're terrible. Oh, they like so they had their legs amputated, so they were in a wheelchair, but were a wheelie, and they're like chasing my family car along like the motorway, <laughs> but I was always in the back of the car and looking out the back window, and I'd be freaking out, and everyone else in the car would be like, "What are you on about?" And it would just be getting closer and closer and trying to kill us. So yeah, oh being chased. That's pretty hard. I've not had a chase dream, no. Number two, second most common dream that people in the UK have is unending falling. Yeah. Oh, yep. no, I've had falling, not not, not unending. Falling. Yeah. Usually, had if I fall, falling. you wake up with a joke. Yeah, yeah. Like but that. do you hit the ground? No. I think that's what it means. So, like, you fall and you don't hit the ground, you just fall oh, right. and you wake up. because that's when you wake up. Like, when you hit the yeah. ground, it's when you wake up. Yeah. Oh, is it? Oh, man. I think so, Annie. That's what I feel like. You fall and it's like, see, when you're like swinging on a chair and then it gets that jump. <laughs> <It's> like that. <laughs> it's kind of horrible. I haven't had that one feeling in real life, Noel, when you're swinging on a chair and you're just on the precipice and I feel like you just catch yourself and falling. That's what, yeah. <laughs> And um, edit number one, the most common dreams in the UK are sex dreams. Oh, I've had quite a lot of them. They're very enjoyable. <laughs> very. What I thought was really interesting, though, is then when I looked at the, and it was backed up by even more studies, so the, like, global one, I won't go through all 100 global ones, because that would take us quite a long time. Yeah, we'll be here forever. The number one, so I assume that number one for the global ones would also then be having sex. But actually, that's way down the list. Number one for the most common global dream is a house viewing. Oh, yes. I've never had a dream about being no, a common dreams is either going to house viewing or visiting a stranger's house as the most oh, common dream strange. worldwide. Doesn't that tell you a lot about British people that the number one is sex dreams? Because no sex, please, we're British, but actually we we dream about it a lot. I'll give you the top three for worldwide. And then I'll give you the ones that I thought were like the weirdest worldwide. So number one was going to house viewing or visiting a stranger's house. Number two was uh, snakes, which again is interesting because it's not in the top ten in the UK. We don't have snakes. We don't really have snakes. Yeah. Yeah. So I suppose. And number three, again, is teeth crumbling. So that, but I thought that was interesting as well because teeth crumblings are number four. But being chased is way further down the international list as is falling, as is having sex. But yeah, so some of the ones that I thought were, and you guys can tell me whether or not i think only one maybe two of these i've had and i thought they were really weird so just as i was going through the top 100 global list so number 15 is having a dream that you are basically like stabbing somebody else dead. <gasps> that's so weird mark i feel that i've got chills because i was literally just thinking about that before you said that i was thinking about a dream i had where I, and i thought you're never going to bring this up and you fucking did just literally after i thought <laughs> I, I was thinking about a dream that I had where I had an axe and I brutally murdered someone and it Jesus felt very God. real. Well, I'm saying that, that. Then apparently that's the 15th most common worldwide dream, so actually that's fairly common. That's I've never <laughs> had that. I've never ever had that. I really enjoyed it as well. Which is a Does really... that make you a psychopath? Like, I don't know if my brain... <laughs> 
decided that thing. And we're still not even asking that in a horrible way. Like, no, it's yeah, I think it's maybe um, pent up frustration about yeah. not having a lot of control over things in my life, and that's me smashing fuck out of something. Yeah. I mean, like maybe. symbolically. That makes sense. I'm going to murder my frustrations. Psychopath. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> number 25, I thought was weird. So at first I didn't think it was weird because it said number 25 is dreaming about being pregnant. And I thought, well, you know. I've had that. Being pregnant. That's a nightmare to me. Well, no, that was what I thought was interesting. So it said uh, part of the reason that it's so high is because one in every 75 men tends to regularly dream about being pregnant. Oh. That's unusual. That's proper weird. I mean, I've never. Number 26, I just thought it was weird because it was overly specific. So the 26 most common dream in the world is dreaming that you're looking for something, but when you go into the room to get it, you find yourself in a completely empty room. Mm. I've dreamed that I've been looking for stuff, yeah. I've had recurring dreams where I'm always in Amsterdam or London or some big city. It's usually Amsterdam or Japan or something like that. And Yasmin, you sometimes appear in those dreams. Mm. I think you appear in my dreams more than Mark does, funnily enough. Even so, and I'm always end up looking for something, or I'm either like looking for a station or Yasmin's place or Yasmin's address, <laughs> and I'm I'm constantly just walking, and I can never get to my destination. The the, the scenery always changes, and it gets really frustrating. Yeah, that's is that what you mean? No, it's. Because I quite often have a dream, again, with my weird disjointed dreams, I quite often have a dream where I'm looking for something, but, like, wherever I am, I keep going to, if this makes sense, I would, like, go into a cupboard, but then, like, say I'd go into the cupboard in my grand's house, but Mm -hmm. in the cupboard would be, like, the children's ball pit from my old work, and then I would go out of the door where there's, like, storage cupboard for that, and then it would be, like, your bedroom when we were, like, teenagers, Leslie, and then I would climb out your window, but we'd be in, like... (laughs) Nazi's parents' back garden, and it just keeps going on like yeah, that. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it changes. Yeah, it wasn't saying that. It's saying this was very specifically oh. like that. But instead of ending up in the wrong place, you just end up in a big empty room. No, I've never had that. No, I've, no, I've definitely no. had the whole like the scenery changes and you're in different places constantly, mm. and it's totally normal in the dream as well. Yeah, you never think it's odd. Like I'm just like, yeah. all right, yeah, that makes sense. I climbed out Leslie's window now. I'm in Yazzie's garden. Yeah, Why that's not? normal. That's that's fine. <laughs> Number 30 uh, is that you have a dream where basically it's just an entire reenactment of a film, but you and people you know are all of the characters in the film that you're reenacting. I mean, that sounds brilliant, but I've never had that. I've never I've dreamt, had that, but... I've dreamt about, like, the Vampire Chronicles. I've dreamt about being with Lestat and Louis or, or dreaming and about you, like, them in doing the things, and I wasn't... No, not the movie. Oh. The book. The book. Right. But are you there, like, one of the characters? No, it's like I'm watching a movie of them uh, hmm. I've had a dream before where everything in the dream is happening like it is a sort of old kind of Hollywood film like everybody's being very melodramatic and yeah it's like I'm watching it but I'm in it yeah. but it's never an actual reenactment of a film but I wonder if cool. maybe that's what it means like it's a dream where it seems like you're reenacting a film rather than because I feel like for it to be number 30 hmm. like quite common like they're describing it weird like if, if I've watched like a lot of zombie movies or played a lot of violent video games, I tend to dream about I'm in that world. Like I'll be in the same universe as Doom, or I'll be yeah. like first person shooter mode in Far Cry. Or if I've played a lot of Red Dead Redemption 2, I'll dream about being a cowboy. Actually, yeah, I'm saying ooh, but I had to stop playing Biohazard because I kept then going to sleep and dreaming yeah. that I was in the suit. 
and just walked about like the biohazard world. Yeah, like your first person shooter. Yeah. Yeah, I've had that so many times. So there's three more from the list that I thought were either uh, creepy or weird or entertaining. So I'll start with entertaining. So number 68 is that, so the 68th most common dream in the world is you have lost one of your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. I'm trying to think if I've ever had that, but I don't know if I have. I think I actually have. Not that often. So weird. I, I have had a dream where I have, yeah, not like a recurring dream. Like it doesn't happen enough for me to say it's recurring, but maybe a few times in my life, I've had a dream where I've lost one shoe and I'm having to walk home and it's slightly wet, but it's not actually raining. And it's annoying. That happened um, one night after a, a mad sesh at a club. <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> Quite possibly, yeah. Number 97 is the one that I was like, oh, I think if I had this, it would really creep me out. And I don't ever remember having it. So number 97 is the, like having the common dream where someone you know is behaving in a way that's inexplicable for them. So not like inexplicable for a human being, just inexplicable for them. them. Like if you were in my dream, but you were just being a weirdo. Well, like yeah. like I was saying about earlier where Yasmin was in my dream, but she was a complete bitch to me and that's not... Yeah, yeah, and then other people in the dream commenting on them acting like that, but basically saying to implying that you're being weird because that's always the way they act. Ooh, maybe I'm always a bitch to you, and you just don't seem to realise that's your oh subconscious telling you that I'm actually a bitch. No. <laughs> And then number 99, which I feel like people reference in like TV shows and films quite a lot, but is not something I've ever, ever dreamt as uh, experiencing your own birth is apparently the name. <laughs> yeah, she seems so disgusting there. Yes, it seems so um, no, when you said that, I had an image, no, I had an image of my head of me giving birth to myself with my full adult face coming out my vagina. <laughs> That's horrific. Horrible. <laughs> I mean, that might fall under the, the umbrella you're you are being given birth to. It's just by yourself, so. Yeah. Oh, that's just weird. Remember that scene in The Fly, the, the Jeff, Goldblum one, Jeff Goldblum one, where his ex-girlfriend, because he's dead by that point, has a dream where she gives birth to his maggot, pupil, like, yes. grub thing? Ew. That always freaked me out. Maybe that's why I don't want kids. Because <laughs> they're maggots. The, oh, yeah, the only other one that I, I will, I'm going to leave off with before we move on to yours, Leslie, is just because I thought it was very interesting, that one of the most common dreams, and although I actually said nightmares, and I never have this as a nightmare, but one of the most common dreams slash nightmares in uh, Japanese culture is that you wake up in a post-apocalyptic world, which I just thought was really interesting because, and I'm sure you told me you dream that often as well, Leslie, that like I quite often dream that, I wake up, I wouldn't say it's a nightmare. I just quite often dream that I wake up and it's like the end of the world is coming. I'm like, yeah. oh, all right, everyone's dead. Like, cool. I'm just not cutting about. Yeah, I've had some dreams like that where there's been like a bomb go off or something, but it's not a nightmare. It's just like, yeah, like you say, that's you just, just kind of happening. accept it. Uh-huh. Yeah, like just get over that. your life. That's that. What's happening next? Yeah. <laughs> well, um, yeah, that's, that's, uh, I mean, there's loads and loads and loads more stuff. Uh, I would recommend that any of our listeners that are interested in dreams, again, it's Rock Morin is the guy's name, and it's the World Dream Atlas, and you can look it up online, or you can look up the article, uh, What People Dream About on the Atlantic, but it's got loads of other stuff and loads of other uh, ideas, like what people dream of when they're over or under a certain age, what people dream of oh. uh, if they're from a war-torn area versus a peaceful area, and so on and so on. It was just, yeah, really interesting read. Oh, check that out. Nice. 
So I'm going to have to be quick because I've got quite a few things, different things I want to talk about relating to dreams. First of all, I'm just going to mention, <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. I'm just going to mention like some myths about dreams. Mm. So some of you will say, if you remember your dream, then that means that you've slept well. But actually, it's not the case. And I, I understand where they're coming from with this. So most people dream every night, yet we don't often remember them. Dreams often occur, as we said, during REM sleep, which is rapid eye movement but they're almost immediately forgotten. It's only when someone wakes during or after REM sleep that the memory of a dream has not yet faded. Some evidence suggests certain neurons that are active during REM sleep may actually suppress dream memories. These neurons produce melanin concentrating hormone or MCH which helps regulate sleep. MCH also inhibits the hippocampus, a key brain region for memory storage. One of the authors of the study linked above, a Thomas Kilduff, <laughs> PhD, he's explained thusly, since dreams are thought to occur primarily during REM sleep, the sleep stage when the MCH cells turn on, activation of these cells may prevent the content of a dream from being stored in the hippocampus. Consequently, the dream is quickly forgotten. A study approaches the question from a different angle. The researchers recruited individuals who tend to remember their dreams most nights. They found that these people became wakeful during the night more often than people who more rarely remembered their dreams. This Mm -hmm. suggests that people who often recall dreams sleep less well. In short, remembering a dream is not an indication of good sleep. It's just that you woke up at the right time to recall it. And I can relate to that because I'm the type of person that wakes up quite a few times. So I'll wake up, I'll have a dream, it's really vivid. I'll wake up, I'll go, oh, that was weird. Then I'll go back to sleep and then have a completely different dream. And then I'll wake up and then have, so I'll have like three or four different mad dreams throughout the night. And then I'll really remember them. But then the dreams where I sleep all, I'm sorry, the nights where I sleep all the way through, I don't tend to remember any dreams. So that makes sense. Do you ever, like, when you wake up, you're like, oh, I want to go to sleep and finish that dream that yes. I was just having? Because you haven't had enough sleep. Or that dream was really cool. Okay, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that too. <laughs> Another wee t- um, tri- bit of trivia about dreams is that if you, if you sleep facing down, you're more likely to dream about sex. I never understand when people say when you sleep facing down. Like, like I sleep in I my tummy and it's really bad for you. Like, it's really, really bad for you, but I can only get comfy lying on my tummy. Do you have a lot of sex dreams, Jazz? Because <laughs> really, no. <laughs> okay. But it also says if you sleep, sleeping face down isn't just associated with more sex dreams. It's not exclusive. But you also dream about being locked up, hand tools, being naked, being smothered and unable to breathe, which kind of makes sense if you're on your, your sort of sleeping on your Or swimming. No. No? Okay. I just know it's bad for you because you're putting all that pressure like on your organs. Yeah. Sleeping on your side. Which and is it maybe you a bad why. Yeah. I sleep. This is why it confuses me when I hear people talking about like that they sleep face down because I'm like, but what? Like that seems no, correct. I, think, I don't think it's they're like literally lying. putting their face in the pillow. I think they're lying like flat on their front, but their heads to the side. Yeah. Oh, my neck's fucked. I wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah, I couldn't. Do <laughs> that's ever. probably why it doesn't work for me. If you got I'd massive have to tits as well, myself if I slept yeah. on the stomach. If you got massive tits, like I don't think that would be comfortable. I mean. I don't think you've got my tits yet. I was just saying, like, I don't know, like, I, I what don't know. size are you? I'm not even that. a beast that I know that like lies in their tummy. I don't. I don't. Really, I don't know. I'm, right, I'm gonna shut now because I've never really went to see how people sleep. <laughs> I toss and turn, and I often I'm quite violent. I wake up. I have to be strapped down. Um, often David's um, remark to me. Oh, <laughs> no, I have sex dreams. <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably furiously masturbating while I'm sleeping at the same time. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's what he used to do children strap them down to stop them from masturbating so yeah i toss and turn a lot yeah I, and and I often like pull all the covers away from David or or I try and twist his head off. Apparently, he wakes up with a really sore neck and he blames me for it. But I try and like twist his neck off, like his head off. <laughs> I don't think I do that, but I do wake up with loads of scratches all over me. Sometimes it looks really bad. So yeah, I don't. I I would have to be physically restrained to actually stay still when I'm sleeping because it just it's just not happening. I don't know what's wrong with me. Sleep in separate beds. <laughs> Speak no. <laughs> Or get like a giant bed, you know, one of those queen size ones or emperor size beds. That'd be good. I'd probably still find them and twist his head off. So <laughs> just furiously rotating towards him. So speaking of um, nightmares, what the fuck is that? It was uh, the cat responded. She said nightmares. By the way, he keeps coming in and doing this. He's doing that annoying thing that I've told you about before. And our listeners must know of too, where he's crying because I won't open the front window to let him out, <laughs> even though he can get out the cat flap in the back door. And because I knew we were going to be recording this, and he keeps crying at the window to get out. I've also opened the window in the bedroom, so he has the choice of leaving through a window or door. But he also wants me to open all the windows in the living room while I record this. Oh, <laughs> Like. So what I was going to say is the inspiration for one of the inspirations for Nightmare on Elm Street, and I don't know if you've heard of this, but there was um an incident in the 1980s where a lot of Asian refugees in America died for unknown reasons in their sleep, and oh. they were usually among young men in their 20s or 30s or even in their teens from the Hmong ethnic group, which affected a large enough segment of the population to alarm public health experts. Hmm. And they called the I think it was called like sudden nocturnal death syndrome. Is it, is it kind of like the, like the baby one when like babies die in their sleep? No, not like that. It was they don't actually know what causes it. Wes Craven, who, as we all know, invented Freddy Krueger, who kills you in your dreams. Mm. And if you die in your dreams, you die in real life. Well, this yep. is what was happening to these Asians. I'm not saying Freddy Krueger was killing them, but something was. Um, so he said he found inspiration for his movie when he read an article that was published in the LA Times. He recounted the story of a refugee child from the Cambodian genocide who was terrified to sleep for fear that he would be attacked in his dreams and never wake up. When he did finally fall asleep, his parents thought, oh, well, that's the crisis over. But then they heard screams in the middle of the night, Craven told Vulture. By the time they got to him, he was dead. He died in the middle of a nightmare. And this actually did happen during the 1980s. So the people who were suffering from this puzzling ailment, they were typically refugees from Laos, a small oh, land. Is that how you pronounce that? L-A-O-S? Yeah. yeah. A small landlocked country okay. in Southeast Asia. The Hmong minority group, they'd been persecuted in Laos after they were recruited by the CIA to fight North Vietnamese soldiers during the Vietnam War. More than 30,000 Hmong soldiers helped the US fight communism in the Northern Highlands where they lived, but died at a rate of 10 times higher than their American counterparts. Yeah. In 1975, the Vietnam War ended and Laos became a communist country, ironically. Mm. The new leadership there viewed the Hmong as traitors for their work with the United States. So many of the survivors from that war fled their homes after the war to become refugees in Thailand or the US. Mm. It was Basically a forced migration under the most trying of conditions and it was a very long and treacherous journey. So a lot of these people were very traumatised by war and not only that but being kicked out of their country and stuff. 
So life. I was gonna say all this thing didn't happen that long ago. Like yeah, I've been yeah. I've been coming well, as well, and you can mm. still see it. There's still bombs that haven't been like set off yet. And see, because Laos basically sits between Thailand and Vietnam, so when the Americans yeah. were bombing Vietnam, the bombs were actually just falling into Laos as well. Oh, so they had nothing to do with it until today. There's still people dying from these bombs. It's absolutely horrible, horrific. And then with the Cambodian branch genocide of the government that was like yeah so people not that long we didn't be like 50 60 years imagine how horrific that was and and maybe like what evil that stirs up in people's minds it can really affect them psychologically so that's what they were maybe thinking happened to these these asian guys but it's weird that it's only men but what they said was in an art a 1981 article describes the scene of a a Laotian refugee who relocated to the US from a refugee camp in Thailand with his family. Shortly after settling in his new country, the 47-year-old Yongling Tao died in his sleep with his wife beside him in tears. He was the fourth Hmong man to die while sleeping in nine months and the 13th nocturnal Hmong death recorded since 1978. Investigators could find no medical explanation for the deaths, but many community members attributed to the deaths to chemical nerve agents that refugee soldiers of the Vietnam War had been exposed to, but that theory wasn't supported by doctors. Uh, nerve gas doesn't act this way. There's no evidence, said Dr. Larry V. Lumen. Uh, secondly, if it was yeah, nerve gas, that, yeah, I think. Uh, why does it affect only males, and why only during the night? I mean, he's got a point mm-hmm. there. Other Hamon believed that they were being punished by the spirits of their ancestors for leaving their homeland. Their anxiety centered around their inability to do right by your ancestral spirits because you're not there, or because you don't have the right things to perform the right rituals. I do think that for many of the Hmong of that generation. Generation, the traditional explanation remains salient, if not more salient than explanations related to cardiovascular problems. So later on, this was classified as sudden unexplained nocturnal death syndrome or SUNS, and it's been investigated by the Centre for Disease Control at LEMP. However, the wave of SUNS deaths among Southeast Asians, particularly the Hmong group, is still unexplained. It says that years of stress that they endured could be a factor in the disease. Was that a reflection of what kind of stressors that come with being forcibly removed from a familiar world to a completely alien and sometimes even hostile context. I think that's really chilling. Yeah. Because no one really knows what the hell that was and they were having nightmares that but maybe they were having really horrible nightmares about their time in the war or something mm-hmm. and that's what triggered a heart defect and the stress that still, killed them yeah there's still people today because they would have been children at the time that they're getting treated for ptsd like now that they're adults mm. It's just it's horrible. It's just nasty. Oh, I, haven't, I haven't found any reports of it happening in these times, but I wonder if it if it does happen to people who are under extreme circumstances, like maybe not just Southeast Asian men, but yeah. like people who've in Afghanistan or Iraq yeah. or, or put up with like ISIS and come yeah. like refugees all over. There's loads of refugees that are trying to get you know ma- like, place. Yeah. yeah, in Syria. I wonder if that would ever happen to them if there was a common theme there. But who knows? Yeah. Anyway. My next thing, and I'll just move on to my final one because I'm conscious of the time, is basically I was looking at Joseph and his technical <laughs> dream goal. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Did you think I was just... I've that? really been looking forward to this. <laughs> so Joseph, well, like the story of Joseph, like there's quite a lot of dreams and um, prophets, prophets in the Bible. Mm. Uh, like I think Daniel was one of them, Jacob. I think a lot of prophets got dreams because that's like God talking God to them. God talking to and, them. Like, yeah. And they get like prophesized dreams basically. Joseph is 
also in the Quran. I think in Mis- yeah, he's seen as a. I think his story's slightly different in the Quran than it is in the Bible, but it's essentially the same thing. Yeah. So Joseph was a man who was born in Israel. Israel. Let me just get his story up here. I'm just thinking of the musical. Do you know? <laughs> Like, but, <laughs> I've never actually seen that. I have it, shit. <laughs> it's, it's more for kids, really, I'd say. It's more for kids. I've got the story of Joseph here. So what happens is, basically, he he's, he's the favourite of his dad. He's like, his dad was quite old when he had him. They were like, he was like the favourite child, being the youngest. And he gave, his dad gave him a special coat made out of lovely colours. <laughs> So his, je- his brothers got jealous of that, and uh, he was out in the fields. And like, I'm just gonna con- I'm just gonna focus on his actual dreams rather than his full story. So one of his dreams was the first one in the story was that he was out in the fields, and he said to his brothers, "Hear this dream." That I have dreamed. Behold, we were binding sheaves in the field like sheaves of wheat, and behold, Not my sheaves. Uh, what? <laughs> condom. You okay? That's like the old word for a condom. Sheaves. Yeah, I suppose it is. Yeah. Oh my god, mom, tell me something really funny about condoms the other day. Oh wait, till you're finished. Oh, I hear that. Okay, so she was. Um, she. Right. So Joseph said. <laughs> Sorry, Joseph and Yazzie's mum were out in the field, and yeah. Joseph had the bundle of condoms. Carry on. He said, "My, oh, this is worse. I'm good. That my sheaf arose <laughs> and stood up." <laughs> yeah, your mum needs to give Joseph a slap. Oh my God. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Wait, I'm I'm mum like that. <laughs> that's now without thinking of condoms now like and behold your sheep gathered around it and bowed down to my sheep his brother <laughs> said to him are you <laughs> now instead of some sheaves i'm thinking of just penises all bowing down to the one penis in the middle oh my god in tonight. <laughs> oh jesus christ are you indeed to reign over us or or are you indeed to real reign to rule over us um, so the symbolism with that is that joseph is being treated as special in his dreams and his brothers are bowing down to him to the things joseph owns although as though he is ruling over him that's exactly the way the brothers interpret the dream and when they hear it since we know how joseph's story ends so they get pissed off at that decide to throw him in a ditch and sell him off to the egyptians as a slave mm. So so off he goes to be a slave in Potiphar's house and because he grows up to be quite hot like Joseph's a big dreamboat apparently funnily enough and uh, his wife, uh, I don't know what her name is she decides to she wants to bang him but apparently she does this to all everyone who comes in her house she's like a massive whore and he's like no I'm not going to bang you because that would be right because I can't shag my my master's wife Um, because she refused uh, he refused her advances she then decides to cry rape and he gets flung in the jail even though her husband's like oh for fuck's sake this happens all the time but I'm going to have to hand you into the authorities anyway even though I know you didn't do it so he's in the jail and while he's in the jail there's a couple other guys in there with him one of them's a cupbearer who used to be the, the cupbearer for the pharaoh and the other guy's just some guy that is a baker Um, so the cupbearer comes to him and he says oh I've heard Joseph I've had this dream last night and it really I don't know what it means and Joseph's like here I know all about dreams I can interpret them I'll tell you what it means so the dream was for the cupbearer he says in my dream there was a vine before me and on the vine there were three branches 
As soon as it budded, it bloss- its blossoms shot forth and the clusters ripened into grapes. <laughs> Pharaoh's cup was in my hand and I took the grapes and pressed them into the Pharaoh's cup and placed the cup in Pharaoh's hand. So Joseph's like, right, okay, well, what that means is the vine that buds and blossoming and producing fruit, that means that the you you you're, it's going to produce grapes that are never-ending for you to give to the Pharaoh. Mm. And it's it's a positive thing for him. And then the three branches coming out of the vine represents life. And he's saying that it represents three days that lead to the cupbearer's restoration. So he's saying you're going to get your job back, basically, and you're going to be like Pharaoh's favourite cupbearer again. And then the the baker who comes to him, he's like, well, I've got a dream, thinking, brilliant, I'm going to get out of here and get my job back. I also had a dream. There were three cake baskets on my head, and in the uppermost basket, there were all sorts of baked food for the Pharaoh. But the birds were eating it out of the basket on my head. And Joseph's like, ah, you're going to get executed, mate. (laughs) Because he could, like, um, interpret dreams. Yeah, like, Those you know... Those would be my interpretations of either of those dreams, but I've not got magic powers, so... Well, his explanation is that the three baskets of baked food, and in Egypt it was cultural to carry baskets on your head, but maybe a bit difficult with three baskets of food. The dream, the three baskets symbolised a painstaking balancing act where one could slip and ruin everything. So just as the three vines represented three days for the cupbearer, the three baskets represent three days for the baker. But in light of the negative atmosphere of the dream and the fact that the baker never actually feeds the pharaoh, Joseph concludes that the three days end in death. And he's saying the birds that are eating the food represent that they're eating the dead body after the pharaoh gives them a death sentence. <laughs> oh, that's nasty. Yeah. And also... The- Again, I get the point of the story is that he can interpret dreams but if I was also in the cell I'd be like here's shit at interpreting dreams <laughs> what he is saying have to do in the slightest of the dream just being making some tenuous links there yeah I mean if I was that baker I'd be like fuck off Joseph you dick <laughs> and I would probably just try and stay in the jail or something <laughs> Well, maybe that means that he's in jail and he's going to get executed anyway. So it was kind of like cold reading. So then this is how Joseph ends up like becoming sort of ruler of Egypt next to the Pharaoh because he has the Pharaoh has a dream and the Pharaoh goes, behold, why they always talk like that? In my dream, I was standing on the banks of the Nile, seven cows, plump and attractive, came up out of the Nile and fed in the reed grass. Seven other cows came up after them, poor and very ugly and thin, such as I have never seen in all of the land of Egypt. And the thin, ugly cows ate up the first seven plump cows. But then they had eaten them. No one would have known they had eaten them, for they were still as ugly as the beginning. Then I awoke. I also saw in my dream seven ears, not actual ears. Like corn. Yeah, yeah. corn ears. Yeah. Growing on one stalk, full and good. Seven ears, withered, thin and blighted by the east wind, sprouted after them. And thin ears swallowed up the seven good ears. And I told it to the magicians, but there was no one who could explain it to me. And Joseph's like, here, I know the answer. So we said, God has revealed to Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven good cows are seven years and the seven good ears are seven years. The dreams are one. The seven lean and ugly cows that came up after them are seven years and the seven, okay, blah, blah, blah. They're blighted by the east winds are also seven years of famine. So what he's saying is that there'll be seven years of great plenty throughout all of Egypt, but then after them will arise seven years of famine. 
and all the plenty will be forgotten in the land of Egypt. The famine will consume the land and plenty will be unknown in the land by reason of the famine that will follow, for it will be very severe. And the doubling of Pharaoh's dream means that the thing is fixed by God and God will shortly bring it about. So he's saying you're going to get seven years of good, yeah. like planted, play good harvest and seven years of shite. And it did come true. So he said to, right, you need to prepare for this. So he told all the Egyptians to like store all their grain. Yeah, they didn't listen. No, they didn't. Did. Did. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the point was they didn't listen. And no, then, they did. Like, well, Pharaoh didn't believe them or something. No, 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 you've got Obviously. that all wrong. <laughs> Maybe you're thinking of, like, Moses. Maybe. He didn't, yeah, you're thinking of Moses. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. He didn't listen to Moses, but this Pharaoh was like, yeah, yeah cheers, Joseph. I'm going to make you Grand Vizier of Egypt. Thanks for the tip. And the no, because like, and I read further, and this is a bit fucked up, but I guess it was just those times that Joseph actually enslaved lots of people and forced them to like save up their grain to help Egypt. It's not really cool, is it? No. But anyway, he ended up ruling Egypt. His brothers came because um, they were affected by the famine and they came to Egypt begging for food and they didn't recognize Joseph as the brother that they ditched. And mm. Joseph was like, oh, that's my brother's. Um, I know I'll test them. So he like plants a silver chalice in one of their like his youngest brother, Sebastian, I think he's called, uh, his bag, and they go away. And then he sends a, a guard over to them, and says, "Here, you, you've stolen that. Come back." And he says, "Right, something about are you going to give up Sebastian to be punished or or something like that?" And then he's testing to see if he protects his younger brother. And because they do, he forgives him for ditching him. It's confusing. <laughs> yeah, it's really as confusing. But um, going back to his first dream, his first dream did come true because he did end up ruling over them as vizier of Egypt. Yeah, that's so cool. So yeah. I suppose the story about Joseph is that some people feel that, like you said, Jasmine, that dreams are prophetic and are signs from God talking to you. See, I only believe that that's the case for prophets, that only they have that. But everyone else, we are not prophets. We're just people. So I don't think the rest of us have that power. But mind that, I'm not saying I'm a prophet, but <laughs> some people have dream, like, like dreams. I think people have really <laughs> freaky dreams, though. Like, like my, my dreams have come true. Like, my cousin dreamt that my gran passed away. Literally, yes. the night that she was passing away. And I, I can't explain that. But I've yeah. had a dream where <laughs> my friend Stevie, who died, appeared. Like, I was having a weird dream. Everything was really surreal. And then all of a sudden, Stevie just appeared, like, really vivid out of nowhere. And <laughs> it really freaked me out. I forced myself to wake up. Mm-hmm. I felt guilty about it afterwards because I thought, oh, maybe that was Stevie just coming to say, oh. hi, I'm all right. Because I was... It was it was a shocking death because he died really suddenly in his sleep. Yeah. Maybe that wasn't the dream. Maybe that was like his, I don't know, his spirit or something. I don't know. That's really sad. Oh. And the link to and just finally because I'll wrap this up now. The link to Joseph and like ancient history, actual history is mm. that I don't know if you know about this, Yasmin. I'm not saying you do because you're Egyptian, <laughs> but like they actually found an Egyptian dream book. Oh wow! That, you know how you get these books, like these New Age books, yeah. that tell you what all the dreams, like what all mm. the symbols and things mean in your dreams and what they mean. Yeah. Well, the ancient Egyptians wrote one of these that was passed about. Where, where is it now? I don't know. It, it, there's a picture of it I don't think we've got the full lot but I've got an article here it says um, the Egyptian dream book is preserved in the form of a papyrus with a hieratic script papyrus was found in the ancient Egyptian workers village of Deir el Medina near the Valley of the Kings I've been there it's amazing the papyrus has been dated to the early reign of Ramesses II 
1279 to 1213 BC. Each page of the papyrus begins with a vertical column of hieratic signs, which translates as if a man sees himself in a dream. In each horizontal line that follows, a dream of a dream is described and the diagnosis of good or bad, as well as the interpretation is provided. As an example, if a man sees himself in a dream looking out of a window, good. It means the hearing of his cry. The good dreams are listed first, followed by the bad ones. The bad ones are written in red, as it's the colour of bad omens. They didn't like gingers, the Egyptians. Because <laughs> their, their god of like evil, Seth, is like a red-haired god. He's a ginger. Yeah, he's a ginger god, basically. <laughs> and they thought people with ginger hair were witches. So around 108 dreams, which describe 78 activities and emotions, are recorded in the dream book. These activities may be said to be things commonly undertaken by the average person. Most of these activities deal with some form of sight or seeing. The second largest category deals with eating and drinking, and a few more deal with receiving and copulating, as in sex dreams. Papyrus probably had several owners. This is a bit that I find interesting, right? So the papyrus had several owners before finally being deposited in Deir el Medina. Although it's unclear who the original owner was, some of its owners can be traced through their names on the papyrus. For instance, we know that the scribe, apologies, Ken Ekhepshe, or Ken for short. Ken. How <laughs> <laughs> Ken? We Ken. We Ken. Once owned this papyrus since he copied a poem about the Battle of Kadesh, which took place during Ramses II's reign. Also, the names of this scribe's wife's second husband, K. Manaman, and his son, Amenacht, at least I can say that, can be found on the papyrus, indicating that the papyrus belonged to them. Another interesting thing about the dream book is that it was once part of an archive. In addition to this papyrus, there were a variety of papyri which dealt with literally magical and documentary works. As the dream book has demonstrated, this was an heirloom that was handed down from one generation to the next. It's interesting to consider whether the dream book was regarded by the ancient Egyptians as a piece of serious or popular piece of writing. You know, like the New Age stuff I was talking about. Yeah. So, because, like, you know, if in the future, archaeologists in the future would discover, like, newspaper clippings of daily horoscopes or, you know, like, angel books and all those kind of things. I like the idea that they'd find, like, a psychic Sally. Yeah, In a thousand years' time and be like, their god, she was called (laughs) Sally. Sally. She was a fucking Charlene. Derek Akora. So yeah, like I think I like that idea that it, the the sort of dream book in ancient Hebrew was the equivalent for from like Mystic Meg back then. But, you know, I like that. So did they? I don't know. I just, so did was it? Did all these different owners keep updating it, or was it just put together and then it just passed? Over? No, it was just passed down from. Oh, okay. Pers- quite cool if people just kept every time you got like it. Like a recipe. Oh right, I get what you mean. Yeah, and they add to it. Yeah. Well, don't know. You never know. Pretty cool. That's. Oh, that's great. So I wonder if it's like if it's in a museum or something. It'd be pretty cool to I see that. Parts of it, yeah. Well, I mean, because it's still around. Because otherwise, we, I wouldn't be talking about it. Um, yeah. I like the fact that it's like all the re- all the dreams are color coordinated, like in a teenager's journal or something. Yeah. Like red is bad, <laughs> blue is good. Oh. <laughs> Makes it simple. True. That's pretty cool. I've never heard of that. It's really interesting. Yeah, I've never heard of that either. So it's sort of like the ancient Egyptian equivalent of your man uh, rock. Yeah. Prop- going about trying to ask different people what kind of dreams have you had and then compiling it into a common sort of book yeah that's true 
See, Egyptians like invented everything, so they did. They're all ahead of their time, weren't they? Yeah. They... Which is basically what Mum was talking about. Oh, quantum story. Let's finish the podcast with that. <laughs> I was reading a story. I don't know how we came, like how this came into conversation, but she was saying how Egyptians invented condoms, and I'm just like the ancient Egyptians, and I'm like, what the hell? But it was for animals. So basically, you know, they would they would be like weaving camels mm-hmm. so uh-huh. they're transporting camels like if the camels got jiggy with it then they got pregnant obviously <laughs> but then that was an inconvenience so they didn't want the camels mm. to get pregnant so they made this thing that looked like a condom that was made of um like their cow or a or a camel's like stomach like the same way you'd make like a rugby wall well that's what, made, um, that, that's what condoms oh, no. you know early condoms in the 18th yeah. century were made of or even the yeah. 17th century but they were made of like cat not not cat intestines yeah like something like cow that. intestines yeah or so, like stomach lining yeah but then the interesting thing was so, so they invented them but then they also invented a thing that was like a bit of metal that they put inside the camel to stop her getting pregnant so they also invented the coil well, the, yeah. there cool. you go. i know Proper so what's um, next week's topic Ooh. Oh, indeed. Oops, I can't even lift up my notepad, so that would help. What have we got? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. We're up, oh, no, hold on, we just did 11. So we're up to 10. Yes, you choose. Uh, three. Three is Eastern European myths. Ooh. Okay, well, what would that be? Russian, Polish, Romanian? Yes. Bosnia, hmm, Then their places. Wow, that would be really cool. Yeah. I like it. It's different. Don't know much about their culture yeah. other than vampires. <laughs> like yeah, much. I was going to say, I think this actually is the last, like, original suggestion left on the list. I think oh. we this, like, uh, episode one when we were talking about, um, remember we talked about vampires, but then we were talking about, like, upiers and all the other sort of mm. vampire-related mythology. So I think that was, yeah, so I think this oh, really? suggestion still oh, on the list. Nice. So everything on it's been added as we went along yes oh. can you if you want to add one like see when i was looking up the baku there was like loads and loads of chinese and japanese like mythological creatures that were quite cool you could add that one if you want i will add chinese and japanese separately yeah yeah i'm not trying to be like all racist and going there at the same time <laughs> they all look alike because <laughs> uh, i feel like it does come out quite often uh pokemon Ah, Pokemon. Oh, okay. Not as interesting to literally talk about Pokemon, but yeah, to talk about like the myths that Pokemon are based on. Yeah, because yeah, there's something kept coming up called yokai, which is basically supernatural spirits in Japanese folklore. Oh, I've heard of yokai clubs where yeah. Japanese people gather around at night and tell each other spooky stories about the yokai. Mm-hmm. It's like a like these basically these weird creatures. Like, it's like. The, the western equivalent of sitting around the campfire yeah in your face telling spooky yeah. stories that's what they do in japan only it's in a room oh that sounds quite cool because yeah the baku is basically some people are debating whether it is a yokai or not because mm. it, is it mythological or is, did it actually used to exist at any point um that's kind of how we came across that that sounds quite cool japanese that's ghosts nice. i think yeah. that'd be a good one yeah, yeah. Jeez. right okay well Oh, that's it thanks guys it was fun it was yay okay well thank you very much for listening and as mark said he'll see you in his dreams or in your dreams see you in my dreams i'm going to be coming after you with my meat cleaver yay. <laughs> i'm going to put on a nice stripy jumper and trap you in a boiler room while you sleep <laughs> don't see me i'll be fine bye, bye. bye. <laughs> Crystal. Man.